Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed. Glad to have you here. Thanks a lot for stopping by. There is a lot going on. Michael Franzese, bottom of this hour, the former copper regime from the Colombo crime family. He's got a new book coming out called Mafia Democracy in a couple of weeks. And we talk about how that directly correlates and relates to what we're seeing right now out of this government, especially with the announcement of this disinformation governance board. Now, Carrie, am I going to get in trouble? Because I'm actually, I'm like tagging her on tweets now. Oh, probably so. Yes. I mean, am I going to be in trouble because she's wrong about Giuliani. She's wrong about the Ukraine prosecutor and Biden. Mm -hmm. She's wrong about ISIS. She's been wrong about so much. And I just keep on tagging her on it. And then Elon Musk just tweeted, um, Adderall uh, causes heightened anger or something. He said something about Adderall, the drug. And and I responded to him. I said, you do realize that she's not going to come after you and tell you that's disinformation because even if you're right, the big pharma companies don't want you to say it. So, um, Carrie, at some point, subconsciously, am I just trying to get him to respond to me? Is that what I'm doing? <laughs> yes, I think you are. Who knows? Maybe if you keep it up long enough, he will. Yeah, one retweet from Musk, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Sky's the limit. Oh, man. Absolutely. But, I mean, his humor is such that he probably, I'm, like, I'm being serious about a lot of this stuff. I did, though, um, in the AOC and Elon Musk back and forth about, he's like, I'm shy, leave me alone. Um, I did say, mm-hmm. come on, you two, get a room. Hmm pretty good um, that was no? really funny though you're saying no no what would you say let's, let's, I, I bring the funny. let's hear it see that's it i wouldn't say anything because i wouldn't be in the middle see, of it no fun i actually asked you for help it's no fun yeah i let me think about it i gotta think of something better than all right don't hurt all yourself. Right, you two okay? get a room really it's pretty good it's pretty good you two get a room <laughs> not really no eight at eight nine four one pags joe on your friday Oh, whatever. Hey! Come on. Now who is that sweet voice on the Joe Pag Show? Oh, yeah. He don't let us say much. Wanna hear some more. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Carry Lucky Friday. Please, Joe, just one day. Are you chair dancing? A little bit. I'm swaying. (laughs) Chair swaying. I mean, how can you not do this song? It's like the greatest song ever. (laughs) Whatever. Stupid song. (laughs) No, stop. What? She's gone. Party time. <laughs> Why you laugh at that? It's true. What? It is true. Now bring it to me, Do not bring it to me, girl. <laughs> Don't worry, I won't. Good, leave it. Wow. What? Listen to the song. It's really uncomfortable. All right, let me just stop it here. No, it's my favorite part. Wait for it. Oh, now bring it to us, girl. Oh my God. It's so annoying. <laughs> I don't know why I do that. I don't know why I give you that because you're just I don't mean. Know why Five you do days either. of mean this week, and here I am. Oh, Bring it in. That's awesome. Thank you. Bring it to us. Girl. No. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, no. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's good. Good stuff. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. It's a free speech Friday. Whatever's on your mind is going to be fair game. You call that number, you get through, you talk about whatever you want to. If I know something about it, we, we'll, um, uh, we'll talk about it. If not, we'll move on. I did, Carrie, I had somebody, because in the first hour, we had a guy call in from Florida who said that Sonny Hostin was disbarred. Yes, yeah. And we looked at You looked it up. I, I looked it up. Sam looked it up. Polo doesn't say much, but he probably looked it up. Um, and, and we couldn't find anything on that. Well, somebody who's in New York, actually probably is a lawyer, uh, looked through the lawyer roles, the, the attorneys in New York. She's still active. She's not disbarred. There you go. She is still an active attorney, just doesn't have any cases actively. And then somebody else sent me a tweet that Sunny Hostin herself sent out, I guess a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago, said, yes, I'm still um, on the board, but I'm, I'm not actively on any cases. So, yeah, I'm not, I, I think what happens is, first of all, early in the morning, you're listening to the radio, mm-hmm. and somebody might say, you know, that Sonny Hostin should be disbarred. Yeah, and what you hear is that Sonny Hostin Sonny has Hostin been disbarred. Disbarred, yeah, exactly. So um, if you're still listening in Florida, you didn't do anything wrong. You just do, do what PAGS does. Can I use myself in third person or not? <sighs> Go ahead. It's a little annoying. Joe PAGS wants to tell you what Joe PAGS thinks you should do, like Joe PAGS. <laughs> what is That's that really want? annoying now. <laughs> you must stop that. What was, the, what was the episode of Seinfeld? And again, I didn't watch every episode of Seinfeld, but uh, Elaine is in is in the gym or something. There's a guy in the treadmill, and um, and he says, "Hey, Bob really likes you, Jimmy." <laughs> oh, is it Jimmy? Timmy or Jimmy? Jimmy. Okay, Jimmy really likes you. It goes through this whole thing. She's like, "Damn, who's Jimmy?" She's looking around for Jimmy. And he's talking about himself <laughs> in third person the entire time. Wow, yeah, that'd be a big turnoff. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy likes what he sees. Ooh. What? What? what you talking about? <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah. Uh, again, you probably just misheard it, but just do what I do, and and that's verify. If you hear it, don't take it as if I say it. Don't take it as as the final word. Look it up. Make sure. Back up. What, what, did, what did Reagan say? Trust but verify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, in that episode, did she end up dating Jimmy Polo or not? Uh, I think eventually she might have gone on a date with him. It was always funny because Elaine would get these guys and she'd date them until the one thing that they presented early on bothers her so much to say, you know, he keeps talking about himself in third person, I can't. There was one guy, I remember, that she was so impressed that he shaved his head. You remember this one, Carrie? I wasn't a big Seinfeld fan. So she was already dating him. She thought that he was just bald. Then she found out later on by looking at an old ID that he had hair, and then he tells her, he's like, well, I shave my head because I swim. And then so she talks him into growing it back out, and then when he starts to grow it back out, he's, he it's starts to... It's not full. Re- right. Right. And then, then she loses interest. So she loves the guy that he's confident enough to shave his head, somebody who would have a full head well, of she, hair. She, she liked him already just bald because he had that confidence, but then when she saw the hair, she's like, I could have this and hair. So so she was like really like into that. And then when she finds out that he really can't grow it anymore, then she's turned off. She breaks up with him. Yeah. <laughs> he started growing his hair out and it, were, it was it was thin. Yeah. So now, you know, Paula, why do I get the feeling that I can say, all right, Seinfeld season seven, episode three, go. It sounds like you would be able to. Well, I, I don't know if I could go that far, but I mean, I recently <laughs> watched the season a few times, especially like before I, I went to New York. Um, so it's it's still pretty fresh. I mean, it's very smart, by the way. So when you watch Seinfeld and then when you went to New York, 
Did, were you able to relate a lot of what you saw on the show uh, to what you were seeing in real life? I, absolutely. It was just so funny. So many things that, that were happening while we were there. Did you go to that diner? Because that diner exists. No, no, we didn't We didn't do that. But just like little things that happened. And then uh, my girlfriend's brother, you know, was doing the whole Seinfeld 4 thing too, like at the, at the Chinese restaurant. Right. Uh, like he just was cracking himself up, you know, about that. And um, it was just like stuff like that. And then... Uh, when they talk about the stuff like in, in Central Park and I mean, just, just there was just a lot of stuff that was kind of dead on, you know, when when we were there. I was like, oh, I was like, I remember this from Seinfeld or this and this. And so, yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. Carrie, did you have any idea that Polo and his family were those people that show up and start acting out Seinfeld scenes? <laughs> I didn't. You learn something no new every day. Now, Sam, you're a Seinfeld fan, right? I don't think I've ever seen one episode of Seinfeld. Well, we were watching um, Comedians in Cars with coffee or something uh, where that Seinfeld did later where he would go pick up a comedian. They'd ride around the car for half an hour, go have a cup of coffee. Um, but you know who Jerry Seinfeld is, yes? Of course. Go back and, and just start watching. Start binging that sucker. You you will love the show. I definitely will. I Just to forewarn you, Sam, um, you have to get through the first couple of episodes because... The first couple aren't aren't as good, much like The Office. Like if you can get past those first few episodes, then mm. you're fine. And so. by the way, I, I don't know if they still call it that, but the first episodes were not called Seinfeld; they were called the Seinfeld Chronicles. Um, uh, I don't know if they changed that for the box set or whatever, but they well, were called the uh, Seinfeld Chronicles. Yeah, on Netflix, I mean, it just says Seinfeld, but um, I, I remember hearing that back in the day too. But yeah, no, it's just it's just called Seinfeld on on Netflix. I mean, once they started, I mean, do you agree, Carrie? Once they started clicking. That was it. The chemistry was there. That was it. That show was going to oh, be absolutely. great. Oh, absolutely. But I, I'm not one that has seen every single episode of that one, though. I mean, I like the show, but it wasn't like appointment television, though, for me. Agreed. I, I, I agree because when it came out, I wasn't watching it. Back back in the day, I, w- I was not watching it. You know, I had friends talk about it all the time. That and the show Friends, whether, you know, it was the whole must-see, whatever, on Thursday nights, whatever, uh, on NBC, but... It wasn't until maybe the end of the series I started to watch, and then later on I went back and started watching the earlier episodes. By the way, the worst finale of a, of a television series ever, <laughs> Seinfeld. The Agreed. worst hmm. finale ever. Yeah. And he was offered $5 million an episode to do another season. He turned it down. Wow. Mm. Now, I Seinfeld was offered that money, but I believe that he said not all the characters wanted to come back, and without all of them, he wasn't going to do it. But yeah, no, the early episodes weren't very good. That's true. It was not appointment television, but we would watch it if we were flipping through and saw it. The puffy and I think, shirt. About, oh yeah, the puffy shirt one was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Or the bro yeah. or the man's ear. I mean, they, yeah. They, yeah. these are part of our lexicon now, right? I'm wearing one right now. You know, when, when when we were in New York, we also passed by some bakeries. So we, we every time I saw a black and white cookie, it reminded me of of Seinfeld. You know, or like the marble rye thing, or the the cinnamon babka, and like all that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of funny. It, it's it's kind of hilarious that the show did so well, knowing yeah. that it was so hyper New York. I mean, you really if had had you not gone to New York ever, you would still not understand the references, but so much reference was there, but I guess they made it, you know, 
about everything enough that it did relate to everybody. But it was so much about oh, like how to get to the airport. We'll take we'll take no take this bridge and take that bridge and take this one. No, no, no. You got to go to Throg's Neck. You got to do this one. All of that is so hyper New York, but still the country loved it, which is kind of crazy. See, there you go. On a Friday, you talk about anything, Carrie. You know what I'm saying? I know. And here's another question: Is there one TV show that you've seen every single episode of? Every single episode. House. Sam and I loved House. Mm, I never saw that one. Me either. Did not miss Mine an episode would be of the House. Office. Yeah. I have seen every episode of The Office. I have not seen. Uh, I didn't see the 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 James Spader episodes. I didn't mm. see those. Those weren't. Those um, weren't bad. Yeah. I, I think once what's his face left, I, I never watched it again. I don't think I ever Steve watched an Carell. episode with uh, with Steve Carell gone. Oh. Yeah, it, it it definitely changed it when he left. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the other people got to step up a little more, so that was you know pretty good. And and I just like that one too. Like I've watched several times, like all the way through, just because if there's nothing else on, I'll just have it on, kind of like in the background, mm-hmm. and, and just let it play. Sam, did we see every episode of Psych? Yes. We certainly did. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about like like you know online stuff, Boardwalk Empire watched all of that. Um, but if you want to go back in the day, Carrie, if you actually want to go back, mm-hmm. the Love Boat, Fantasy Island, I saw every single one. Oh, every Saturday. Happy night. Days, every single one. Oh my goodness, yeah, and Laverne and Shirley. Right Laverne and Shirley, every single one. Mm-hmm. But I mean, once we got into the era of a bunch of television channels. Probably the ones that I can name are like House, Psych. If you guys haven't seen Psych, it's just hilarious. It's just stupid. It's stupid, but it's good. Uh, Sam, they're not doing those anymore, are they? Because they were going to do a psych movie, weren't they? I think they did a couple movies, but I don't think I saw any of them. We did not see the movies, but no. Um, The famous line from that, of course, is, suck it. (laughs) It just, it just, and and again, it's just, you have to be, you have to watch the show to get it. Well, is there one that was go-to for you you in, in, in the modern era, not in the 70s? Um, well, yeah, I was the office for sure. Um, you and saw maybe Grey's, uh, Grey's Anatomy. I've seen every, uh, every episode of Grey's Anatomy. What was your go-to polo? Uh, back in the day. And then even recently, I would say maybe Smallville. I saw every single episode of that. And then, um, I saw the office, but it was, it was on Netflix. So it was never like when it came out. Um, and if I, I had Dean Kane on, you'd, you'd like that. Yeah, no, but he, that, he wasn't on Smallville. Well, he was on an episode, but... I thought he was. No, he was on Lois and Clark. I, and I actually uh, went back and I watched okay. that one, and I saw the entire series, and that it ended really weird because, I guess, I don't know, I forgot what was going on at that time, but they were supposed to do, like, a fourth season, but they didn't. Um, uh, so, yeah. Sam, what's the go-to other than the ones that we mentioned? You're putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think of other shows right that I've watched. I mean, I've seen every episode of Psych, The Office, The Office UK, even though it was terrible. Um, the Witcher. I mean, that one's really good. It's not finished, though. I mean, are we are we talking about unfinished shows? Because Every I mean, episode that's been on, yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There's a Stranger Things. That's a really good show. I agree. I don't know. There, there isn't one now that I have to watch, I don't think. There's some out there. Uh, we we, we, we like, like Shark Tank and Survivor and, you know, mm-hmm. the reality stuff. Yeah. What was that, Paul? Stranger Things is a show <laughs> that I cannot wait for the next season to come out. Yeah, I'm me too. dying to see the next season. That's something I'm looking forward to. I don't That's think I've ever rare. seen an episode of that, have I? No. Oh, it's so good. And, you, and you'd probably like it, Joe, because um, it takes place in the 80s. And not just not just because of that, but because of the, the nostalgic things that they show or, or, or even say that, will remind you like that like i think it was last season or the, the previous season where they had some stuff happening at the mall and it was 
stores that you haven't seen forever. And it was like all nice. from the eighties. They had like the orange Julius, I think. And you know, different things like that. So it was just kind of orange funny. Julius doesn't exist anymore. I don't think so. Wow. Not, not like it, a, not, not like it did back then. Not like it did back then. That was, that was the deal back then. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We'll take a couple of calls on this. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. What is your go-to? What show have you seen every episode of? And what show do I need to see every episode of or else I'm stupid? Uh, give us a call now. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Keep it here. Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Hey, what the heck on a Friday? Let's talk about our favorite TV shows and what you've seen everything of. Loaded the phone lines up. We'll get to you guys in a second. Appreciate you stopping by. Fortune favors the bold, the strong, the brave for your business. To break out of anything holding you back, you need uh, business checking as brave as you are. Introducing Novo Business Checking. Novo is a powerfully simple business checking. And unlike traditional banking, Novo has no minimum balances, no transaction limits, and no hidden fees. Instead of a one-size-fits-all approach, Novo is customized to your business. To save you time and free up cash flow with seamless integrations to Stripe, Shopify, QuickBooks Online, and more, sign up for Novo for free and join the community over 150,000. It's a lot of people, a lot of businesses that are fearless who found the customizable business checking solution that admires their brave. Sign up for your free business checking right now at novo.co slash PAGS. Plus, because you listen to my program, you're going to get access to over $5,000 in perks and discounts. Go to novo.co.com.co slash PAGS to sign up for free. Novo Platform is a fintech, not a bank. Banking services provided by Middlesex Federal Savings. FA, member FDIC, terms and conditions apply. Let me go to the phone lines quickly here, and we've got Michael Franzese at the bottom. Let me say hello and welcome to, uh, just try to go down the line quickly. Steve, talk to me. Hey, Joe. We've got uh, a lot of shows that we always watch, but one you, you didn't miss or you didn't catch was Cheers. We always watch Cheers. It was must-see TV, man. Yeah, absolutely watch. I think I watched every episode of Cheers. I, I'm with you. I, I, I liked Cheers better, I think, with Shelley Long. Carrie, you with me on that? Yeah, I definitely like the the earlier ones on that yeah. one. That was a good um, show. Uh, let me go to Jay, Minneapolis. Talk to me. Let's go. Hey, Joe. I was going to say Cheers, Night Court, and then uh, Boston Legal and Dexter. Uh, well, Dexter saw all of. Boston Legal I saw most of. I, I only watched a bit of whatever the second one is that he said. I, I, I didn't watch Night Court. I didn't watch a whole lot of that. Although... When we were visiting California, Marky Post was eating next to us in the restaurant. That's true. Oh, okay, that's true. That's, that's yeah. kind of cool. Okay. Hanging, out with, hanging out with Marky. No, you like, weren't. Hey, Marky. She just happened to be there. Literally didn't say anything to her, but we did do the head nod. Oh, the cool, like, yeah. hey. We were very I cool. I know who you are, yeah. Jennifer, Michigan, talk to me. Game of Thrones. Not one episode, not even one. Not one? Do I need to? Should I go back and do it? Uh, if I mean, none of the shows you guys have mentioned are like fantasy type shows, but it was a crazy hit. All right. Well, Jennifer, thank you. Anybody on staff watch Game of Thrones? Not yes, one episode. and it's fantastic. Really? Yeah, Polo? I saw all of it. All of it? Carrie? No, not one episode. Well, in this case, Carrie, you're, you're in the cool crowd. Let me go to uh, Vera. Vera, like 10 seconds. Which shows? Hey, uh, 
I'm not her. I'm just her uh, grandson. But in her opinion, she said Yellowstone, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD, and Chicago Med. So pretty much if it's a Chicago <laughs> show, she's watching it. Well, Vera, I appreciate that through your grandson. Love that um, one. I, I, I think I saw a little bit of Yellowstone, not much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks like a good show. That Kevin Costner, rip. you know. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Why are you saying rip? Why are you saying rip? You know why. You know why. Watch wow. the show. Watch the show. All right. Keep it here. Michael Franzese when we come back. Don't be an A-dub. Stay with the Joe Pag Show. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's always an honor to have this guy on. He's become a very good personal friend of mine, and he's a, a former mob boss. He's a, a, a former cop of regime for the Colombo crime family, a great author. He's now a pastor, and he's a pizza store owner. The guy, he does everything. It's Michael Franzese. Michael, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How you doing? Well, I'm doing very well. You know, you're, you're kicking ass and taking names, and I love that. Uh, you're not slowing down at all. In fact, do, just go check out his Instagram. The guy's buff now, too. He's in the gym working out like a, like a crazy person as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you get all this energy. You know, you're a little bit older than I am, and you make me look like, a, like an idiot. Um, I love this book you have coming out. It's called Mafia Democracy. And I got to tell you, Michael, I don't think that you knew it was going to be as bad as it is now. When you had the idea to write the book, you told me about it when you first started thinking about it. But I mean, there there could not be a more a, a more correct time for this book to come out and really inform people about both sides of the aisle in Washington are power grabbing, power hungry, mafia like people. I mean, that's really the, the the bottom line of the book, right? Yeah, you know, Joe, it's it's amazing that I started writing this book uh, like six years ago, right? And then I stopped, you know, I was I was disenchanted with the way government was going back then. And then I stopped and I said, you know, what? I'm not going to write this book. But now I feel an obligation, a responsibility, because in my entire lifetime, Joe, I've never seen, you know, the government acting more like street guys, more like the mob, more Machiavellian. And now they're doing it without any cover at all. They don't care. It's right out in the open. I've never seen anything like this. I'm going to be 71 this coming month. And I'm telling you, Joe, I've never seen anything like this. And it's very worrisome to me. I mean, I have children, I have grandchildren, and this country is just not going to be the same country I grew up in. It's it's very obvious. I want to make some direct correlations if I can. It's Michael Franzese. Go to um, group.michaelfranzese.com. You can find out when to get the book, how to pre-order the book, get some discounts there as well, and become part of his crew. Um, let's make some direct correlations. When you're in the mob, and you talk about Machiavellian. That's from the book The Prince. Uh, Machiavellian is pretty much do whatever you have to do to become the guy on top. Uh, it, it, you really have no moral compass. Uh, is that is that a, a, a good statement? No moral compass is involved as long as you win? Yeah, Jeff, that's a good statement, Joe. But, you know, there's more to it. You know, in reading Machiavelli, I found out that at one time, prior to him reading the book, he was a victim of the state. He was right. a victim of the government. And, you know, because he made the writing in the prince public, I think he was also trying he was advising the prince on how to maintain control of his kingdom, which were things that were happening already. I think that in his mind, he was also trying to make the people aware of this kind of government and what what people in power were trying to do to maintain control, to gain control and how to control people's lives. And, uh, you know, as I was reading, it came to me, I said he did this openly for a reason. He wanted to make people aware. 
So I, I'm doing the same thing, Joe. I'm writing this book because I want people to understand. We don't elect people to office so that they can lie, steal, cheat, and stay in power. Right. We elect them to serve us in the right way for the benefit of the people and the country. And it's just not happening. Well, well, well you're, you're right. No, it's not. Not only is it not happening, they're lying, cheating, stealing, and deceiving to get whatever the end goal is for them. The end goal, I think you and I would agree, is more centralized power and control. When they can have everybody wear a mask that scientifically we know doesn't work, yet you've got 50% of the public screaming at the other 50%, put your mask on, it's working. This indoctrination is working. Or you've got to take a shot of some sort or else you can't go get a pizza pie in New York City. That's power and control that we never, ever expected could happen. And let me ask you this, when we relate it to the mob, once the mafia or the mob or the crime family that we're talking about has that control over the individual or the group of individuals, do they ever give it up? No, Joe. On the street, it's all about control. You know, when you finally give in to the mob, uh, that's it. I mean, you lose control to them, period. They don't ever give, give it up. They don't ever, you know, give it back. And it's the same with the government. What people don't understand is when you give them an inch, they never take that back. They never give it back. Right. You give them an inch, they're going to take a yard. The more power you give them, the more they'll keep, and they never give it back. And that's what people don't understand. You know, they're uneducated. Look, look what's happening on the border, Joe. Look at the irony of this. They're going to fight back to have masks be worn on airplanes, where the science already tells you they do no good. Right. I mean, in reality, they do no good. But, you know, you tell a lie long enough, people believe it. And yet, you know, they want to uh, um, lift Title 42 and let people come in from countries we have no idea where they come from. If they're sick, they want to disperse them all around the country. I mean, it makes no sense. And they don't even do this in the cover of darkness anymore. It's right out in the open. And to me, it's mind boggling how people don't see this. I don't I don't understand it. It's uh, group.michaelfranzese.com. Go there. Find out about discounts. Find out about the book. Uh, when the book is coming out, join his crew. I've been part of the crew now for a few years. You know, Michael, when we talk about giving up the power and control to central government, which was never the intention of this country, government was supposed to be small, necessary, a necessary evil that would be tiny. Now it's growing, more regulation, more taxation, more power and control, what you drive, what you eat, where you work, what your income is, all of that. They want to control all of that. Is there a way... Because, again, I keep saying the mob or the mafia, but I'm really talking about the government because that's the correlation you make in the book. Is there a way to get that power back slowly but surely or even all at once? And I don't mean getting violent and going you know, and, and rioting on January 6th, but is there a way to let them know we're your bosses? It's not the other way around. Well, you know, Joe, I, I think people are starting to see what's going on. Um, you know, look, we still have power uh, in mass at the voting booths. Yes, we really do. And, you know, look, we can talk about fraud. Hopefully that's not going to happen and people will be able to control that. Because, look, if you take the, the election process away and it becomes fraudulent, we're done. Let's face it. It's over at that point in right. time. But let's let's say the ground is e is equal at that point And people understand what's going on, that there is a huge power grab, that people are going into office to fulfill their own agenda that they come in, you know, blue-collar people, they go out multi-millionaires, multi-millionaires, Joe. And look, all of this comes out in the book. I documented, I did a tremendous amount of research. This is not a fluff piece in any way, shape, or form, and I think people are going to understand that. So, yes, the way to, to, to get power back, you know, is that when these people lie to us continuously, when they do think, throw them out, get them out of office, and put people in there that are decent. I believe in term limits. I don't think anybody should be in there forever. I mean, I don't understand that. You right. know, I really don't. 
uh, you know, you get people's if they're in power long enough, they'll never want to give it up. Let's face it. And we just can't have it. You know, yeah. term limits to me are important. Group.michaelfranzese.com. You know, I used to disagree with you. Um, I agree with term limits for the presidency. We saw what happened with, with FDR. He was in way too long. Dying in office doesn't make any sense. Um, so I understood why the 22nd Amendment came around. But um, I wasn't for it for those in the House of Representatives and those in, in the Senate. And here's why. What if I get somebody great? Let's say that I really like Mike Lee from Utah or Ted Cruz from, from Texas or fill-in-the-blank really good senator, and I don't want that person to be kicked out simply because there's a time limit. Like, I'm under contract for my radio show, and if I'm really good, they'll give me another contract. They're not going to kick me out because I was in too long. And then Ted Cruz came on my show, and he said, I'm for term limits. I said, Ted, we don't want to lose you. He said, yeah, but you should because people will get fat and happy. People don't go back to their neighborhoods anymore and do the job they were supposed to do. They're staying in K Street in Washington, D.C. They're getting very rich. They're in bed with the lobbyists. We need to bring term limits in. And that really did open my eyes. Do you understand why I was confused about term limits at first? Michael, if you're great at what you do, why would I make you stop doing what you do? But it does make sense because it seems as though you know uh, um, power does corrupt eventually. Yeah, it's the nature of the position, Joe. You know, they got everything waiting. They got everybody waiting and, and then they got all the perks, uh, you know, and the system allows them to do many things to ingratiate and enrich themselves. And there comes a point where you just get so used to it. You know, you're there. Hey, people are going to vote me in. You get a little bit lazy. I think it's human nature. Right. And I think people should move on. You know, term limits to me are important because unfortunately, in my opinion, there are more people in office not doing the right thing than there are in doing the right thing. Yeah. We just can't have it. It's uh, Michael Franzese, former copper regime, the Colombo crime family. He's a pastor. He's an author. The new book is called Mafia Democracy. Go to group.michaelfranzese.com, group.michaelfranzese.com. I think I talked to you about this last time. Just something completely off the beaten path. Why do so many Italian guys call you Francese? There's, your name isn't Francese. What is that? I don't know, Joe. I get called so many different things. I mean, it, you know, the prop, the proper, uh, I mean, the, the American way to say it is Francis. Also, Francisi is is correct also. Right. But I've been called things that I don't even answer to because I don't <laughs> recognize who they're talking to. You know? I'm, I'm not, I, listen, Michael, I kid you not. Somebody called me a Pagla Rigatoni once. I'm not even kidding you. So, And I was like, at least it's an Italian food. I couldn't really get mad at him. Get this book. It is called Mafia Democracy, group.michaelfranzese.com. And make sure that if, if there's a pizza, what's the pizza place called? It's called Slices. And, it, and it's showing up all over the place. I know that, you're, that you, you did some time in Dallas um, to do this as well. This is starting to spread out around the country, right? Yeah, it, it is, Joe. We're franchising, and we got about seven locations right now, I think. And it's starting to build a little bit. We also come up with a, a, a dynamic concept that has been introduced to us. It's a vending machine that uh, that vends slices pizza. Oh, come on. It's unbelievable. i never seen anything That would like be great. It, yeah, it, it so comes out hot? Yeah, hot pizza. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's delicious. I, I, I've got to check that out. And the reason why I went there, Michael, is because a lot of people will say what your former life was meant that you were doomed for the rest of your life. You somehow got out. You're a mentor. You are turning people's lives around. And you're noticing things that do, in fact, relate directly to the life that you were once in. You, you've got the Mafia. Demo, mafia Democracy is an ir, uh, ironic title. It does, it's actually um, uh, it's almost an oxymoron because you can't be a democracy if it's run like the Mafia. But that's exactly what we're seeing. So is there a duopoly 
that you're that you're intending for us to to get out of that title and out of the book. Uh, the duopoly is we're a democracy, we're a free enterprise, we're open, we're, we're you vote us in, we're a, a representative republic. While at the same time, it really is being run like a crime family. Yeah, there's no question, Joe. Look on the street if you talk against the mob, uh, you're in a lot of trouble. And look, you know, one of the the quickest ways we can lose our freedom and we go into, uh, um, you know, just a terrible situation is when you start to, uh, you know, stunt our freedom of speech. Yes. And look how that's happening now. You know, it's unbelievable. Now I'm hearing about this new agency that they want to, you know, they want to check on disinformation. Well, who's going to be checking on that? Government officials are going to tell you what disinformation is? Yes. In other words, you can't disagree with people anymore. I, I, this is very, very dangerous. You can't disagree with people anymore. You know, you're, we're in a lot of trouble. That's the first step, really, to going into a dictatorship. I mean, it's unbelievable. Well, you, well part- you, you and I talked about this. I'm sorry to interrupt, but, but I want to, again, correlate it to the mob situation. Um, I know that you couldn't speak badly if you weren't a made guy to a made guy. You couldn't disrespect him. You had to watch your tongue, watch what you said. You never go to the boss or even a captain and say something out of line because that could mean your life. I mean, we're, we're seeing literally the same thing. Well, not literally because they're not going to kill us. But, Michael, because I talked about masks earlier, and you did, and I'll say openly I'm unvaccinated, I'm not going to get vaccinated, I don't trust the shot because I see that there are a a lot of side effects that are being very, very quietly reported now. I'm not going to get the shot. They would shut me down for saying that. They would take me off the radio, take me off television, take me off of social media. That's the same thing you faced well in the mob, was it not? Absolutely. I mean, you couldn't talk bad about us, especially not directly to our face. Right. But, uh, you know, you had to be worried about that. And it's the same thing now, Joe. How, I mean, how can anybody tell you uh, what you should or shouldn't put in your body? I mean, really. And that's something. And suffer if you don't listen. I mean, this is cra- And people are not getting it. They're not understanding this. That's a choice. If you want to take the shot, you take the shot. And if you don't, you don't. The government's not supposed to tell you this is what you must do or suffer a penalty for it. I mean, and, and it's not only that. I mean, a lot of things that we're saying, you disagree with people now, you're in trouble. Yes. You know, cancel culture. I think people are starting to become aware and get tired of it. You know, they don't like what's going on. When you try to silence people that just have a voice, a disagreeing voice, we're in a lot of trouble. And I hope this is what's going to be seen in the book. I want to make people aware. Look, I'm not trying to start a war. This is not about Democrats and Republicans. This is about our system. And what our system is doing, it's corrupting, Joe. It's corrupting people. And people are making it, uh, putting it in a position to corrupt themselves. So uh, we, we got to have some changes. People got to become aware of what's going on. They got to see it. You know, it's funny. I get more comments, you know, on my YouTube channel and everything. Hey, Mike, the mob would run the country better than the government. I say, no, you don't want the mob running the country. <laughs> and neither do you want the government acting like the mob running the country. And right. that's what we're trying to prevent and make people aware of. It is uh, group.michaelfranzese.com. Franzese is F-R-A-N-Z-E-S-E. Make sure you go there, group.michaelfranzese.com. Join his crew. Uh, also get discounts. The book is coming out in a couple of weeks now. Mafia Democracy, make sure that you're on this. You know, what's interesting is, Michael, you have have slowly, in a very wise way, let people know you're a more 
more of a conservative guy uh, when it comes to policy, when it comes to government. You believe in smaller government, less regulation, less power and control. You're a Christian man. You're a pastor. Um, there's nothing wrong with that, although um, if you come out with, with guns blazing figuratively like I did, you get you know demonetized on YouTube and suspended on this or that. Um, having said that, you don't go after just the left in this book. I mean, one of your first examples is a Republican. So this really is a problem that most people don't know about on both sides of the political aisle in both major parties, right? Absolutely. It's not Democratic, Republic, or anything like that. It's all about holding our public officials accountable, regardless of the party that they're in. Joe, I'm going to open some people's eyes. When they see what's happening with the lobbying system in this country, how people are getting wealthy at the expense of the American citizens, when they see some of these things, they're going to be outraged. I mean, you hear about it, but I go into great deal, detail about this. Right. Some of the other things, and look, you know, I mean, this is public record. It's just that people don't know about it. We did a lot of research here, and I think the examples of people, you know, that have become wealthy at the expense of the people that they're supposed to serve is going to outrage people. And they're going to say, hey, enough, you know, enough. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to mention names right now. It's all in the book as yeah. we get into it a little bit more when the book comes out. We're going to have another discussion, Joe, uh, believe me, because you're going to you're going to be surprised yourself, even though you're aware of what's going on. You're going to be even more surprised when you read this book. Well, I look forward to seeing it because I think you've got a unique world of view of exactly how people run other people's lives. And most of those people whose lives are being run don't even know it. Uh, and, and when you've got people who are making two hundred fifty million dollars like Nancy Pelosi off of deals that she's making before you know, about stock companies or big tech as she's investing in the same companies. That's something that we should really know about, and very few do know about that. I know the years of legwork and research that you've done. I've seen some of the book, and it's very, very impressive. I can't wait to get my hands on the, on the final copy. It's Michael Franzese. Go to group.michaelfranzese.com. Pastor, former cop of regime with the Colombo crime family, all-around great guy. And, and, and I don't know if you knew this, but you, you've been a mentor to me since you and I have started talking and, uh, and one of my very best friends, and I appreciate that. Uh, w- one last word, if you don't mind, because a lot of people going into the election coming up, and you said you hope there's no fraud and you hope that it's going to be fair. If you go in, like, like the unions used to rig the elections. You know that. I know that. They would rig it because you guys wanted them to. Um, how, how do we know going into this November, this midterm, everybody's expecting this to be a blood, you know, a real bloodbath for the Democrats. How do conservatives, Republicans, those who are against what we see now, go to the polls in November feeling like their vote will count? Because a lot of people think that 2020 was stolen. Well, Joe, you know, they still have to go to the booths. I don't yeah. want to discourage anybody from going. That's for sure. And we just hope after all the controversy over, over the last election, that uh, that some safeguards have been put into place, because I think it's out there and people are thinking that something was wrong, even though they don't want to say it. Right. And I think, uh, you know, it's been talked about enough and I think it's been proven in some places. I don't want to get into all of that because, you know, that's a lot of controversy. But uh, I encourage people to go to the booth. Don't think your vote don't count. you got to get out there and hopefully the proper safeguards have been put into place so we don't have any fraud to an extent where it's going to tilt an election. Perfect advice. Uh, group.michaelfranzese.com. Pre-order the book. It's called Mafia Democracy. Join his crew and do uh, follow everything that Michael does. His YouTube channel is, is quickly going to a million soon. So go and follow that as well. Michael, thanks a million. Let's do this again soon, all right? Anytime, Joe. You got it. All right. Thank you, my friend. We're back right. after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show.
I appreciate you stopping by. That's going to do it for now. Have yourselves an amazing weekend. We're back Monday, same time, same place. That's Sam. That's Polo. I'm Joe. We'll talk to you then. Be safe. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.